Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to uh, another exciting episode of Business Talk. We have a terrific show for you today. I want to get to it, but first we want to hear a message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And speaking of People's Bank, uh, we have the president and CEO of that institution, Tom Senecal, with us today. How are you, Tom? I'm great. How are you, George? I'm good. Tom, we had you on about um, maybe 10 and a half months ago. It wow. was just as 22 was was starting out. And um, we're going to kind of go over a lot of the same ground we went over way back in January. Back then, we were talking about um, what kind of year this might be, the forces that might uh, dictate what kind of year it's going to be in terms of the economy and recession and, and where things are going. And uh, here we are. It is December already. Boy, that year went by fast. Very much so. We're, talk, we're going to talk about what kind of year it's been. And then we're going to talk a little bit about 2023 and recession possibilities and, and the forces that are going to determine what kind of year it's been and all those kind of good things. I know a lot of it is speculation, but I can't think of anybody better to put these questions to at this time. So let's get to it. Flashback to uh, January. I think back then you were you were talking about uh, this being a intriguing year, people moving out of COVID and, and moving back to something approaching normal, but obviously a, a difficult year with interest rate hikes and, and that impact on the economy. Uh, what have we seen so far? What, what kind of year has it been for this regional economy and, and the businesses in it? Um, it's interesting, George, because when we sat here last year in January, um, I think right after our, our uh, discussion, the world changed again, uh, just like in the beginning of 2020. And we had projected a little bit of rate increases and little did we know that um, we would have unprecedented rate increases during the year. And I still don't think we're done on that. But um, the world changed again significantly. Um, th- th- those interest rate increases certainly had an impact, I think, on a lot of people, uh, the residential real estate market significantly slowed down. Um, mortgage rates have as high as uh, they have been, I think, in almost 20 years. Um, commercial commercial uh, rates uh, have significantly increased as well, and it's put a damper on the economy significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't quite seen it on the deposit side yet. I think it, most banks are slow to react as as most of our balance sheets are, are kind of fixed in rates. So it's, it's, it's very challenging for banking right now to, uh, to be raising deposit rates. But I, I do think that you'll start to see some movement uh, sometime soon. But it's been a challenging year. Um, but so far, um, you know, no, no huge cracks in the economy or how we're seeing it. Um, I think businesses are, you know, still challenged with workforce resources um and then retirements and what have you but it, it, it's definitely a challenge mm-hmm. 
Well, we're going to go back over and, and touch on a lot of that ground in a minute, but let's, let's start with those interest rates. This has been uh, pretty historic. Uh, three, if not four, huge increases this year. Yeah. Increases, I don't think we've seen interest rates go up this much in a year, maybe since the 80s, uh, those early 80 years. You might be too young to remember those. But, um, not quite. <laughs> I do not, remember Bought Talk my, about bought my first house back then, and remember a one-year <laughs> adjustable rate of eleven percent, and uh, that, you know I thought that was cheap. Oh. <laughs> it was because it was seventeen percent, probably just a few years before yeah. that, nineteen seventy-nine, nineteen eighty. So, um, anyway, talk about uh, in in more detail uh, what happens when these interest rates go up uh, in terms of of activity on the the residential side and the commercial side, obviously. Uh, things are slowing down as people are waiting to see what happens. But um, kind well, of use numbers and use words to explain what's happened with our economy. Sure. So on the residential side, I mean, I think a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is above 7% right now, um, putting a huge damper on on purchases. And refi is practically non-existent. Um, we've been a little aggressive with that. The market rates are 7 We've been a little bit under that. And I've, I've noticed some competition you know, going lower just because... There is literally no activity. Um, so that has put a huge damper on the residential market, which has a trickling effect into the economy and you know, home purchases and all sorts of things that trickle through the economy as a result of home buying. On the commercial side, lines of credits are, are significantly increasing, putting pressure on businesses to um, slow down spending, uh, which is what the Fed is trying to do. And slowing spending down is a goal to decrease inflation. Um, I have my own theory. Actually, I read about it. Uh, the Federal Reserve came out after I had my own personal theory that the amount of money that the federal government has put into our economy since the beginning of the pandemic, I think, is totaled about $4 trillion. If you look at our industry from a deposit perspective, our deposits as an industry have gone up almost $5 trillion. We wow. have, as an industry, an enormous amount of liquidity and cash sitting in our banks. And if you think about what the Fed is trying to do by tamper you know, prices to keep inflation low, the only way it does that is raises rates so people stop spending and people stop spending because they have less and less money. My theory is there is so much money in the banking system that it's not dependent upon wages or earnings. It's, it's dependent upon their savings and earnings. So people aren't as price sensitive as Quite frankly, the government wish they were right now because there's just so much money in the economy being spent that things are not slowing down. GDP is a, is a great example. It has not even decreased yet. So um, until they can get spending, personal and business spending under control, which is what they're trying to do, I don't see inflation subsiding um, that much. And we all know, you know on, the, on the basics in life, food, transportation, energy, um, are all impacted by this. So I don't see that slowing down in 23. I see it stabilizing, but I don't see it decreasing because, and I'll just pick on our bank for a second, our deposits um, have gone down a little bit, not a lot since the beginning of the year. And we expect it to grow, but when inflation hit the way it did, I think people are spending their savings a little bit more than they anticipated, but it's still not to the degree I think has to happen for people to stop spending. So- I think there's going to be a little bit more pain uh, in the marketplace for a little while longer. Obviously, the banks would like to see that $5 trillion, uh, not necessarily sitting in their banks, but being put back into the economy. Uh, is there 
any kind of, of market for this money at this point uh, on the commercial lending side. Uh, money's more expensive. People are being cautious. That, to me, would indicate that there's not a whole lot of activity, but um, you can Correct. tell me. Yeah, I think, I think it's exactly your second point, that people are being extremely cautious. And w- w- when interest rates are driven up in the commercial market, it drives values down. And when it drives values down, a thing in appraisal is called cap rates. Cap rates um, you know, significantly go up. It drives the value of your company down. It drives the value of your real estate down. And all of a sudden, those markets freeze up and people aren't selling or not you know, exchanging hands on real estate as much. And consequently, um, you know, just economic activity is just extremely slowing down. So it has, a, it has a trickle effect throughout the economy when rates increase like that in, in several areas you may not think of normally. But um, we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that um, commercial real estate leases, commercial office space is uh, you know, becoming a concern, I think, for many banks that have commercial office space with the work from home model. This um, leases, when they start maturing, are going to be non-existent, and therefore vacancy rates are going to start to creep up. We're starting to see it in larger markets like Boston and New York. Not as much here just yet, but um, that will have an additional impact on the market. So, hmm. things to come. Okay, very interesting. So, talk a little bit about maybe some of the individual sectors in the economy that that. Your bank lends to, we, we've talked about this in the past, um, manufacturing, uh, hospitality. What are we seeing with some of these individual sectors? So um, the hospitality, um, I, I may have said this in one of our previous discussions, George, I, I couldn't sleep when the pandemic hit, and especially from the hospitality industry. It pretty much went dead. Um, everything shut down. Um and then it came back slowly when the pandemic started to ease a little bit. And what we noticed was the performance of hospitality, bottom line, has significantly increased well beyond pre-pandemic levels as a result of the hospitality industry uh, changing their business model a little bit. And I, I think some of them haven't really changed back. And that is if you've gone to a hotel for a long weekend or somewhere and you stay and you notice your room doesn't get cleaned for two or three days. Um, labor and resources at hospitality is kind of gone away. And quite frankly, they can't find the help either. But they didn't change their pricing and the revenue stream didn't change, but their costs significantly decreased. And as a result, the hospitality industry has bounced back quite well. Um, mm. it, but it, it, you'll notice that depending upon you know, the types of hotels that um, have been able to leave that out of their services have bounced back quite well. Some of the higher end hotels um, obviously still offer those services, but they bounce back really well. Um, I mentioned earlier commercial real estate. Most banks you know, have commercial office space, probably a little uh, trepidation these days, wondering what's going to happen when leases mature. Um, one sector that surprisingly is taking off is the uh, multifamily housing market. Mm-hmm. And I talk about you know, more than one to four family apartments, things such as that, that um, with the housing prices, um, and, and interest rates so high, it's driving more people into the rental market. And the, right. the multifamily market has been um, extremely successful. And I'm sure a lot of people who, uh, who pay rent have noticed that rents have increased. And that's just a function of supply and demand. And right. the rental market has significantly uh, uh, performed very well. Medical office has performed extremely well. Um, there's, you know, even our local market, you see that expansion of office space and a medical office space is, is, has not slowed down at all. 
Um, so that's kind of what we're seeing uh, in this in this area. I don't we don't do too much in the manufacturing sector, so I'm not mm-hmm. as privy to that information. Okay. Well, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. Uh, we're talking with Tom Senecal. He's the president and CEO of People's Bank. Uh, we were talking about the economy and inflation. So the fear heading into this year, and, and as we saw interest rates climb, was that the Fed might put inflation in check, but really put a damper on the economy while it was doing so. Uh, from what you've been telling us earlier, you don't see us really or them really putting a dent in inflation thus far, but having a real detrimental effect on the economy. So what do we expect to see happen moving forward? Uh, the Fed strategy does not appear to be working. Yeah, and, and for the reasons I stated earlier, they don't appear to be working, I think, because there's so much liquidity in the market as a result of the prior year's stimulus programs. Again, that's my theory. Um, I, 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 you, the most recent numbers we see are stabilizing prices. You're not seeing the increase in energy prices. You're seeing food prices start to stable. The auto industry, I, I don't know what's going on there. That's just ridiculous if you've ever tried to buy a car recently. Um, <laughs> we're, not in, we're not in that line of business. But I, I expect the Fed, I think they're going to slow down the extent of their increases, not the pace. I think they'll, you know, they'll come down, maybe they'll start going up 25 or 50 basis points, but they're not going to, I don't think they're going to continue with the 75 as a way to make a quote unquote soft landing. I don't want, think they want to overshoot their authority and plunge us into a deep recession. And I think they're cognizant of that. And when they start to see the early signs of the economy or inflation starting to go in the right direction, I think they'll temper their rate increases to not overshoot, slowing the economy down too much. So maybe not the 22 as far as the significant increase in rates and inflation numbers, but I don't see them coming down. I would say stabilizing or slightly up when it comes to inflationary pressure or interest rates in general. And, you know, depending upon if you're in the interest rate market or the housing market, um, that will affect you. And I, uh, you know, the whole labor force, workforce is a whole other discussion, but um, there's definitely a lot of negative, negative pressure on corporate earnings and corporate productivity. We'll talk about workforce. Uh, you and I have talked about this uh, several times in the past. Um, 2021 was a, was a real terrible year 2022 i've seen some signs of, of the market easing a little bit but um, you're right there on the on the front lines uh, is it any easier to find the talent and retain it uh no i see no. you shaking your head the audience no. can't see that but, but no. i can <laughs> no i you know we still i think when i talked to you last we had the same number of open well we probably had 35 open positions we're up to, we're down to 27 open positions and it really hasn't changed much. It, it's a continual rotation of open positions, and these are not these are not opening level positions. These are skilled, high level positions that I, you know, I thought about this a little bit before we we went live about what is putting the pressure on workforce. But I think it's people. I think the pandemic put a sense of hey, it's okay to live not as extravagantly as I have, and I'm okay living on the means of what I have, and. Life is too short and I'm, I'm going to stop working between the what they call the quiet quitters and the retirement workforce. I just think so many people have just don't, you know, put up their white flag and say, I'm just I'm just not going to work anymore because the, the amount of skilled labor. And I talk to my peers in my industry and I talk to 
other business owners, we're, we're not alone. It's in every industry. And it, this is so unusual. I think certain industries you probably experienced in the past, but it's every industry right now. And no, it has not changed. It continues to be a challenge. We've, we've expanded our recruiting efforts. And quite frankly, we have not seen a change in our ability to attract um, workers of all different levels, to be honest with you. Well, where are we heading with this? Um, certainly, you're talking to other people. Is there any sign of this? Uh, the sky is brightening at all? Or? No, I wish I could say that. You know, I have a I have a college senior son, and you know, years ago, you say, "Oh my God, there's no jobs out there." It's kind of hard time finding a job. There's plenty of jobs out there. I think it's probably the the best market for college graduates in quite a long time because I think companies are starting to say, "I'll take an inexperienced person and train them and teach them." versus, you know, trying to find skilled and experienced workforce. Um, so I do think it's a great opportunity for college grads. Um, I don't see an end in sight um, as far hmm. as, you know, look at the stock market. Those of us that rely on the stock market for our retirement, um, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, if with all the, you know, the world economic pressures between the war in Ukraine and, you know, instability in, in energy prices, it's just, um, I, I think it's two to three years away before we pull ourselves out of this economic downturn and, you know, hopefully um, look up to better economic times. But in, until those world pressures change, it's going to be uh, extremely difficult, I think, for companies to uh, be successful. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for an outstanding outlook, as always. Very insightful. Uh, we'll have to have you back on soon. Obviously, um, you really have uh, your radar out and you're you're plugged into what's happening. So we enjoy talking to you and we'll have you back on soon. Thank, thank you for you, being George. with us. Thank okay. you, George. And thank you to all of you for turning into another episode of Business Talk. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West, presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored as always by People's Bank. Thank you. <laughs>